We're going back to the 80s, a simple time when dubs were bad and anime was still pretty foreign. Is the one this week worth revisiting, or is it better viewed through rose-colored glasses? Go ahead and grab yourself a cold one, dust off the old VCR, and pull out your VHS copy of Demon City Shinjuku this week on Shonen and Sons. Cody! Cody! It has been a weekend, sir. How the hell are you? Chris, I am great. Uh, glad to be back for another episode of Shonen and Suds. But, Chris, I know you have, you've had some celebrations this past weekend, so i got to ask, how are you? Cody, I am still in a perpetual state of drunk coming off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers victory over the, oh, not just a victory, but just a just a, an ungodly ass-whooping of the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, the Super Bowl. I, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Bucks fan, so to see them get a, another Super Bowl win in my adult life has been fantastic. Love but, that. Oh, me too. Me too. Tom, <laughs> turns out Tom Brady is the GOAT. Yeah, I almost bet $100 on the game, but I, I, I kind of backed down and only bet five. So, <laughs> Man. Should have put 100 on it. You messed up. You messed up. But yeah. but who'd have thought? Even I'm in. Even I was a total naysayer and thought they were going to lose. But, you know, they didn't. So here we are, Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And welcome to Shonen and Suds. Cody, this is episode, what, 29, you said? Yeah, episode 29. Man, we're almost at the big 3-0. We are, we are definitely uh, gaining some ground here. And, you know, obviously we appreciate everybody who's been listening uh, since the beginning. Or even if you're new and joining us, we appreciate you too. Because uh, turns out there's a lot of anime out there to cover. So, you know, today we're going to cover one that's kind of been lost in the cracks to the annals of time. Um, you know, then we're going to talk about the poll. Then we're going to talk about, we have an awesome question this week that, uh, I mean, shit, Cody, we've been kind of talking about it that, hell, we could almost do an entire podcast episode on this question. It's that good. Yeah, if not multiple episodes. Like, it's a... Oh, geez. Absolutely. It'll definitely get you guys thinking. Um, So look forward to that towards the end of this episode. Indeed, indeed. But, you know, this week, Cody, we're talking about Demon City Sinjuku, and we'll get into all the details there. But uh, overall, what'd you think of it? Just kind of give you give the brief, uh, you know, t- tell us what we're walking into. You know, I thought I thought it was fine. Um, <clears throat> like you kind of mentioned in the in your intro, uh, mm-hmm. the voice acting is just what really is a a, a big turnoff for me. Um, oh man, it's the eighties, all right. Yeah, I mean, everybody is from like a different country. Like nobody mm-hmm. sounds like they're from the same city at all. Um, We've got English accents. We've got, like, New York accents. Like, nobody, <laughs> none of this shit makes sense. Yeah, everybody's talking in a different accent, and they're all living in the same mm. city. So I'm like, I I, I guess. I, yeah. Why? But, <laughs> but, um, but the story is kind of basic. Um, mm-hmm. You pretty much, like, you can guess what's going to happen within the first five minutes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, yeah. I... <laughs> I don't know. It, it's okay. The animation for, was it 1988, I believe? Yeah. It's definitely good. I mean, it, it's no Studio Ghibli, like, 80s anime, but, I mean, it, it's pretty damn good. Um, and the animation... Yeah, I, I thought the animation held up very well, too, honestly. Like, it had... I, I thought just it was very fluid. Um, the characters looked good. I thought that every, every character that was meant to be unique had a unique look to them. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's another... 
you mentioned the characters, and I think that's another weak point. Um, mm-hmm. Not just where they voice poorly, um, but some of the characters just felt like they didn't matter at all. Oh, yeah. Um, which, as I've... I, looking at the Wikipedia page, I found out there's actually, like, more to the manga that involves, mm-hmm. like, the other side characters. So maybe if this movie had, like, a sequel um, and we got mm-hmm. to see more of that, um, they yeah. might they might have been fleshed out a little bit more. But unfortunately, this was... The, at least as far as I know, this is the only one that got turned into an actual, like, OVA slash movie. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one I'd like to see if they were to redo it. I think they could do an updated version, like, as a miniseries, and I think it would it would have a lot of legs. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think this should have gotten maybe, like, a, a, an 8 or 10 episode series, and I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah, more than an hour and 20 minute movie, for sure. Right, and that didn't even feel like an hour and 20 I, I thought I had been like 45 minutes had passed, and I was like, all right, well. Yeah, it was. It, it's a very fast watch, so obviously everybody who's keeping up with us. But, uh, you know, Cody, before we dive into it, before we get down to the meat and potatoes, you know, we, what are we washing these meat and potatoes down with? Cody, what you drinking? Mm. Well, Chris, we're on to flavor number three mm-hmm. of the Bud Light Lemonade Seltzer Pack. Uh, this week we got the original, the OG Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. Um, oh. It's your typical seltzer lemonade at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, once again, I I can't get over the fact that it's just all ripping off of Truly, but, you know, I think Truly yep. ripped off of White Claw in the, in the beginning, so it's just a seltzer war out there, Chris. So. Oh, man, it is a bloodbath in this seltzer war, that's for sure. But you know what, Cody? You're the one who's winning. That's right, Chris. Uh, but <laughs> what about you? What are you, what are you drinking on today? There it is. We we are taking it down to the racetrack, sir. We are we, we got our wife beater on. We are in our double wide. I am sipping on an ice cold, cold filtered Miller Genuine Draft. Love that, Chris. This is <laughs> this is. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I feel like it's too much. It's too you, much. I was gonna. I'm gonna say it anyway. Though. I was gonna say this, this Miller Genuine Draft to the official sponsor of domestic abuse. <laughs> but no, we don't condone that kind of stuff on this show. And uh, when, when you I, said uh, double white, I about I about had to spit out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. Uh, but I I actually really enjoy Miller Genuine Draft. It's one of my rot guts of choice. Um, I had two big weekends of sporting events, and I went for qu- quantity over quality. And, Cody, it's prob- prior to the Royal Rumble, it probably been about 20 years since I've had a Miller Genuine Draft. I didn't know they made it anymore. Now, Miller Genuine Draft, way, isn't it like the golden black cans? It sure as shit is. That's what I thought. M-G-D. Now, did you get, like, uh, is this a tall boy, or did we buy a 30? What oh, did we go oh I bought the suitcase, baby. Oh, I love that. <laughs> the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, so, I I mean, it, it's what it is. This is, this is Miller's everyone's got their light beer this is their this is just their normal ass this is their their lager this is their this is miller you know you have budweiser you have Coors banquet and then you have miller genuine draft <clears throat> love that it's been a while since i've heard a can crack on on that side mm-hmm. of the mic so well tell you man last week last week i was gonna i was gonna do beer last week but man it, that i could not i would not be doing um Grave of the Fireflies any justice by cracking a cold one. That one needed the hard stuff. 
Yeah, I completely agree, Chris. I'm just looking up some some stats on Miller Genuine Draft. Came out oh, in 1986, man. so just right before mm. right before Demon City Sinjuku came out. Oh, how perfect! How perfect is that? I didn't realize it was from the 80s. God, the 80s! What a time! What a time to be alive, huh? Yeah, Chris, and we're definitely going to be bringing up the 80s when we get to our question a little here. In a Holy little bit. shit! Aren't we? My goodness. Um, but but with all no, those please, segues cause... aside, Chris. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Let's dive right into. Uh, today's anime uh demon city shinjuku we're going to do a quick tale of the tape here um this movie was released october 25th 1988 um uh released by madhouse studio and directed by yoshihaki um excuse me uh kawajiri um kind of a household name in anime uh very uh he's the writer and director of excuse me uh got the beer burps already uh ninja scroll uh vampire hunter d bloodlust and another anime that's actually very similar to this one called Wicked City. Um, Wicked City is pretty much, a, and this is one I think I'll want to cover in the future. But just to, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that one, because I know you know Ninja Scroll, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Vampire Hunter D. Those are both pretty household animes. Yeah, I, I've seen Ninja Scroll a long time ago. I believe it was mm-hmm. on like the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Vampire Hunter D is one I've always just meant to get to, and I just never have. So it'll be definitely one that we cover on the show, though. Yep. And Bloodlust is the second movie, and in my opinion, the far superior of the two. It is an amazing movie. Um, also, a PlayStation One game was based off of Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. But the um, the other movie uh, Yoshihaki Kawajiri is uh, known for is Wicked City. Um, think Men in Black with titties. Like, there's a lot of titties in the anime. Um, but think Men in Black, but instead of aliens, it's a human world and a demon world. Hey, I'm so, I'm all there for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's actually really good. Um, and that's one uh, I believe that one you can also find on Amazon. So that's one I think we you know we should definitely cover in the future. But you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. The cart is so far in front of the horse. We need to wrangle this thing in. Um, Demon City Shinjuku uh, runtime, like we said, 80 minutes, hour and 20 minutes. It was a very very fast watch. Um, and like I said, 1988. So, Cody, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the keys from you. But first, uh, we got it here in the States in 1994. Uh, this was an anime. I remember the re- reason I saw this one, I actually had rented an anime from, uh, like a, not like a blockbuster, just like a, you know how every, every city and state and region have their own like local video stores. Oh yeah, we got. We fam- had one. I say we got family video here. Yeah, we had one called Movie Time. Um, so I rent. I'm trying to remember what anime I rented. I wanted to rent uh, like Ranma One Half, the movie Big Trouble in Nekomong, China. But what happened was Demon City Sinjuku was what was in the box. Oh. Yeah, but you know it, it's when you're you know when you're in sixth grade it's really hard to tell your dad hey i got the wrong movie can we take it back no (laughs) the answer is no so you just have to watch what you watch and this was a this was a happy accident because uh this this blew my mind this blew young chris's mind so it wasn't what i wanted it was i i wanted french fries but i got mashed potatoes and i was still okay with Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you actually brought up the, like the local video shops, um, because mm-hmm. family video here, like in the St. Louis area, a lot of them are like closing down. Um, mm-hmm. But back in the day when I was a kid, all kids movies were free as long as you got like 
Like as long as your parents would get a movie, you could get a movie for free. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how I saw a lot of the early like Ghibli movies that I saw, like Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, that's oh nice. That's how I first saw that. I used to rent Kiki's as like my free movie, like <laughs> just about every other week whenever we go to like the video store. Dude, wasn't that the thing? Like the weekend, it was Friday night. You're carrying your ass to Blockbuster or whatever video <laughs> store you had. You were either written a, a Sega Genesis Super Nintendo game. Or you were getting whatever the new release was coming out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was your weekend. That's literally what you did all weekend. Yeah, especially, like, not to go too deep into, like, my my history here, but, like, my parents were split up, so, like, my dad would pick me up. We'd stop, by, we'd stop by, like, Family Video or Blockbuster and grab a bunch of movies for the weekend and just jam out. So Yeah, that's same thing. Um, but reverse those roles, um, I would go to my mom's and usually that Friday night on the, and my mom lived in Richmond. I was actually still living in Norfolk at the time. So it was an hour and 45 minute drive on the drive. She'd come get us at like after school, which, you know, probably around like four o'clock. Um, and then we drive up, we'd get there in time for dinner. We would just stop and get, she would usually have something planned. Like we'd hit blockbuster and then get like a pizza, like carry out from like pizza hut or something. And that's what we'd have for dinner. Um, so Really, really cool. I, I, I love those. And, and that's, I guess, another reason I like going through some of these older animes, like the nostalgia mm-hmm. that I feel. Um, yeah, especially right now, man, when, let's be honest, there's nothing better to do than just be kind of stuck in your own head um, right. in this quarantine. So, like, finding things that make you happy or on, like, really fond memories, I am all for it. So I'm actually having a really good time reviewing some of these older animes. And that's kind of why I, I have a tendency to lean towards some of the older stuff um, when I make my recommendations and the things I want on polls, just for the, the pure nostalgia factor. And I like kind of going through all of this stuff, truth be told. No, absolutely. And I get to experience a lot of these for the first time because usually when you make a suggestion, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. Let's let's check it out. Um but yeah, Chris. Without without further ado, I'm 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 throwing you the keys, man. Well, let's hop on into this two seater ass beater and travel back to 1988, Cody, where we're going. We don't need roads. And let's go ahead and start here. So, Cody, this movie opens up um, with a really with actually a really cool scene. This is a a pretty iconic fight scene um, and sets the tone for the movie. Um, we have our main villain. Um, they don't really give names quite yet. Um, they're they're fighting on top of uh, this building during what appears to be some sort of weather phenomenon. Like the skies are dark. You've got two guys sword fighting. One one guy who clearly looks like the bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. You clearly got your <laughs> bad guy. He has the 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 kind of stern, wrinkly face. Um, what's really cool about this fight scene? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Have you ever seen the movie Johnny Mnemonic with Keanu Reeves? I have not. No. There's a, there's a scene where he's um, trying to figure out what's he has this information in his head that people that, that's the whole he's like this data courier um, and he's got this information that people want where when he's at this uh this particular I want to say he's in a hotel there's three guys that are in this room and this this part of the movie is actually on the TV in the hotel room. Oh, like it's like from this movie is on the yes from the from this movie yeah like the fight oh, wow. scene in the beginning is actually on the tv in the background on that movie oh that's neat neat little easter egg there that's cool yeah absolutely um and this fight scene's pretty iconic um so pretty much and it it's actually a real quick and the movie kind of moves very again it's only 80 minutes so it moves very quickly so we're going to kind of move at the same pace um what happens is basically uh the the hero here pretty much 
gets killed. He gets his arm cut off. He gets his leg cut off. Because um, you have this kind of weird fight where you can definitely tell the bad guy's not using all of his power. Mm-hmm. And once he starts using his power, and his, you see like this demon energy start to um, harness the power into his sword um, and immediately kills our hero. His sword kind of goes falling down into this crevice that's opened up by uh, the power of our villain here, um, harnessing all this demon energy. So what we find out after this uh, fight, he goes ahead and and destroys pretty much the the region of Shinjuku, which is in Tokyo. Um, And this area pretty much becomes a, uh, just a, just a, a realm for demons at this point, hence the clever name demon city Shinjuku. Um, and we're left with this kind of cliffhanger where he's like, in 10 years time, we'll have the power to open up the gates to the demon world and take over the world. Yep. Which pretty much sets sets us up for our story. Yeah. Um, uh, so what happens here, we meet our main character. Um, his name is, uh, Kiyoya and I'm probably going to, I'm probably butchering that it's, uh, Kiyoya, uh, easy, easy. (laughs) We had a baby. It's a boy. (laughs) Um, He's the main character here, and he's actually um, sitting in like like a diner, somewhere eating, and mm-hmm. there it's there's a the the pre, the world president is landing, so they kind of drop us into this world where there's like a, a global federation and you know world peace, you know peace in the Middle East, things like that, and um, we're using rockets as airplanes here. It looks like, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely looked like a space shuttle that this man got off of. Yeah, this this was definitely a space shuttle, not an airplane. So we're already kind of seeing how, like, the dub doesn't really match what's happening. Um, but that's okay. That, again, that's okay. And we've got some uh, – we, we, we're, we're starting to see some pretty awful voice uh, voice acting right off the bat here. Though, granted, um, the main villain, I thought his voice actually matched his character very well. It was a very classic, like, 80s villain type voice. Yeah, the the voices I mostly have an issue with or are, is it Sayaka? Is her name? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The main her, thing, which and then the, what? I don't even know the girl's name at the beginning that's with Kiyoya. Um, oh yeah, she doesn't matter. Cause I don't know if it's like his yet. sister or who she is, but she has mm-hmm. like. Well, I hope it's not his sister. The way he slaps her on the ass. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. How can I forget? It's like just a girl. Um, yeah. I forgot he does slap her on the ass. <laughs> um, but she has like the worst southern accent I've ever heard. Oh, in my life. I do declare. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> it's real fucking bad. Um, she must have been sucking down those Miller Genuine drafts, huh? Absolutely, Chris. <laughs> so what happens here when uh, the world uh, world president uh, Kazumi Rama actually gets off his space shuttle? He um, he's getting um, he's getting um, some flowers presented to him by Miss. Um, it's like the Miss Universe like the, or something. Yeah, the current Miss Universe, and these flowers just immediately open up and like imprison him. Yeah, he basically gets attacked. It's almost like vines wrap around him, and yep, cl- clearly there. And it it wasn't the like the Miss Universe that planned this or anything. She didn't know what was going on. Like yeah, which again, it, it, this this beginning part is very very loose. It's very. Uh, fuck it, we got to figure out a way to get the main character into the city to fight the bad guys. So yeah. we're just going to do this because it kind of makes no sense. And then that same night, Kiyoya is um, after this happens, Kiyoya is visited by a um, by a, um, a kind of a visage. Um, somebody his name is Aguni Rai, who kind of explains what happened in the beginning of the movie. Um, how you had uh, the villain uh, Re- uh, Rebi Ra, 
and Ginichiru, who were his students, and how Rebira wanted he wanted more power. The classic, I want more power and you're not going to give it to me kind of thing. You know, so a very classic trope here. Two students, one's good. Both of them innately are good, but one of them wants more power that he can't have. So what does he do? S- signs a deal with the devil. Of course. <laughs> and I can't remember so, if it's revealed at this point or if we find out later that Genichiro <laughs> is Kiyoya's father. Yes, yeah, we actually it, it actually is explained, and that's why uh, Aguni Rai shows up to Kiyoya because it was his father. Um, and they train in the art of uh, Nimpo. Fuck, fuck, Nimpo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kiyoya is actually like doing some like some training like, at the moment. Some kata or some. Yeah. yeah, not not in the Nimpo. He's not doing. He's not blowing up buildings or anything. But he's no, he's just no. training with like a like a wooden stick. Um, yep. But yeah, Which, not, oddly enough, it's funny because that's that's what um Ginichiru was using in the beginning and the, the fucking Revi Ra has this massive like he-man sword and he's just using just the, the wooden uh training katana yeah and of course this is taking place 10 years down the line so yep yeah because after yeah after the the, the opening it, it, you get the little sign that says 10 years later um so he's obviously told uh, by Aguni Rai that he needs to go to uh, Shinjuku to uh, de- defeat Revi Ra before the you know before the Demon Gate can be opened. You know, so here we go. We've got our plot device. We're on our way. Um, but before he leaves, we're met with your favorite character. Uh, we meet the world president's daughter, uh, Sayaka, and uh, of course, she's British somehow. When oh. oh. her father's not. Of course, Chris. Which, I mean, that's fine. I, that's very, very possible. Maybe her mother's British. I don't know. You never know. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, Kiyoya basically tells the old man, he's like, yeah, I think he actually says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he sure he's like does. I, it's not my job to like go save the world. And he then, tells everybody to fuck off. Yeah, and then Sayaka, she basically, he, he kind of had the hots for her when he saw her on TV. Um, mm-hmm. Which of course he just sees her as he's riding his bicycle through Tokyo. Which, by the way, we get a real creepy fucking moment here <laughs> later on that involves <laughs> them. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, basically she she kind of tells him the same story. Like you're the only one. Like we need you. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, uh, I, I don't remember what all, all along the lines he says, but he basically kind of blows her off too, in, in a much nicer way than he did the old man. Oh yeah. Um, but then but she what, he, she basically goes to walk off on her own, and he's like, "Ah, shit! I can't let her just go walking alone yep. through the night." Because uh, he's like, "Be careful!" And she's like, "Well, I'm a fast runner." And then he's like, "Fuck!" After and it, it, after she a while, she's gone off, um, and that's when, like you said, he's like, "Fuck!" You know, I can't do that. Um, so, so, and of course, where does she go? She goes right into Sinjuku, and I and I think again, like we said, the animation holds up here. Like I, I really atmosphere that this movie creates like Sinjuku really gives you this it's clearly a deserted dilapidated you know it very much like a like an escape from LA type situation uh the city's kind of corn not necessarily quarantined off but it's like separated from the rest of Tokyo um it's pretty much overrun with demons what else is excuse me I get the, boy this nothing burps like a little genuine draft I tell you what <laughs> yeah it's definitely they, so, they really set the tone it's like a very eerie and you can tell it's like a lot of evil shits going on here and uh Siaka oh, yeah. basically she's basically getting attacked by these three like goons uh 
Well, the first thing we see, I was going to say before we got to that, we had this little scene where there's this fucking stray cat that you see these tentacles just come up and like rip it to shreds. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I was like, oh, my what, God. Is, what is going on here? Oh. Yeah, there, there's some there. <laughs> all is not right in Denmark here. And yeah, so she finds herself being pursued. Um, well, she's looking for she she's looking. She comes with this like little food hut and she's looking for Rebby Raw. Uh, which is still a weird fucking name. Um, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, I'll show you where he is. And of course, he doesn't. And two goons pop in. So they're going to, they're gonna, and they, you know, they start licking their chops and they're going to try to, you know, have their way with old gal. But our, before that can happen, our boy shows up and just fucking molly whops them all with his wooden stick. That's right, Chris. He comes to the rescue just in time and, uh, takes care of them and then i think that's when he agrees to well he he says because he, he tells the, the last guy pretty much the main guy that she that um sayaka met at the food hut he's like i need you to tell me where rebby Ra is well he does agree here he this is where he, he he's on for the ride at this point um and he pretty much says i don't know and of course there's that whole you're lying and he's like no i don't fucking know and he like i want to say he he stabs him or pops his eye out or something he, and, he hits uh, him with the stick or something. And, yeah, uh, gets and a little, like, gets a little information out of him that there's. Oh this, yeah, he's like, like there's, there's this old woman. She'll tell. She knows everything around here. She'll tell you where Rebby Ra is. Yeah, and so our, our two heroes basically make their way off to find this old woman, and then we see like, well, the main goon of the of the these group of assailants like gets kind of absorbed into the ground. ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. uh so we're on our way, Chris. We, we're going to find this old woman. and uh, Yep, and she's just another another piece of shit because uh, she's pretty much, they meet, she takes their money and runs off before giving them any information. And, of course, uh, Kiyoya is all over that shit um, and meets her in the dark alley. And before she can do anything, she's fucking sucked into the ground, too. Yeah, I don't know if she was actually being truthful or not because it made it seem like she was taking her, their money and then I guess mm-hmm. when she saw him that he had like caught up with her because she runs around the corner and he's already standing there like yep she starts You're not counting her fucking loot because I mean and she's like no 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 I was meant to meet you in this dark alley because I didn't want anybody <laughs> else to hear like she played it off very well um, mm-hmm. but they get a little bit more information and then she gets absorbed into the wall by like this <gasps> like, a, like a like a is it a spider is what you call this demon thing well, that it has attacks? like the lower body of a spider like a giant like two like nemesis or fucking tyrant from resident evil style claw a mouth in its stomach and then like a human torso yeah it's a lot to look at i was trying to figure it's a, out it's a, it's a demon is i was kind of trying to figure out if this was the goon that got absorbed but it, i don't think it is i don't think it is either oh. um because this thing looks like it's anybody who's fucking up. This thing is just going to eat them, and and well, not only is this demon pretty massive and pretty powerful, it can like it can phase kind of like Mirio in um, My Hero Academia. Because like he's fighting with uh, Kiyoya, and like he'll pop up somewhere else when you, and he's clearly very very powerful. Because Kiyoya tries to hit him with his stick, and it has almost no effect on him. Yeah, and I should mention also that this old woman basically said, hey, uh, Rebi Raz at Shinjuku train station. Um, yep. That's basically the information they got out of her um, before she gets absorbed, obviously. Um, yep. And they're about to get 
taken out by this spider demon thing until our boy Chibi shows up. And uh, oh, your boy, man, fucking old Cheech Marin himself, man. <laughs> that's right. He uh, he pops out of the sewer and he's like, "Hey, if you guys want to live, hop down here." And mm-hmm. uh, they they yeah, they, but it's under a, it's under a, a car. Yeah, so they they scurry down there and run for cover, basically, because this demon's basically hot on their tail. Oh yeah, and of course they they have a moment here where they stop in the uh, in the sewer and they have this uh, they have this moment where he's got like this he he wants money from them and they're like well fuck that we're not we're, we're not gonna give you anything of course the is a little more and he breaks out like his like chibi breaks out his guard dog oh you mean um, the, the two-headed dog chris yeah that's the one his little chibi, two-headed homie chibi lives the like the coolest life a kid could live he lives in the sewers he's got like uh, uh, like motor motorized like heelys on he's got dude he he, he lives <laughs> the ultimate 80s lifestyle he's just he's like skate from streets of rage too yeah like he is having a great time and then of course oh, he yeah. has a two-headed guard dog which are like a common thing apparently oh yeah yeah uh, and of course siaka is just such a just such a sweetheart immediately just just this puppy just immediately loves him but so they they agree they agree to, to and he because um, I want to say he gives her her she has this ring on that is a it's a laser ring and she yeah. actually uses that to, and she catches early on in the movie she catches the assailants off guard with this uh, she like blasts him like in the shoulder um, with this little laser ring that she has so she gives him that as payment and he's like oh wow yeah this is really cool this will I'll be able to get some money from this in a in a much more like a hard stereotypical like hispanic accent by the way yeah and then they kind of head off they i don't really under this scene gets a little confusing because they kind of all split up um and basically chibi gets uh attacked him and his dog basically get attacked by that same spider demon yep and they're kind of like they're at a train station but it's not Shinjuku station they're at like a subway station um mm-hmm. and they base... hop on the subway car to try to get away from this thing but it's on top now they're having a, a quick a breakneck paced uh subway fight here yeah Kiyoya and the spider demon they're fighting all over this train car um mm-hmm. and eventually it ends up the subway train crashes and then he thinks it's dead but of course this the spider demon isn't dead yet and uh oh, of course not Fighting ensues still, and Kiyoya with his, I don't know what the official name is for these, like, wooden katanas, but mm-hmm. he uses that, and he basically summons some some kind of power, um, which is the Nimpo that we kind of spoke, we briefly touched on before, and basically uses it to cut this demon down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we know he's nobody to be, like, messed with. Like, he clearly has this power that was passed down from his father. Um, yep. Because it's the exact same power you saw his father use in the beat opening fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we've taken out the spider demon and we've dealt with the first problem, basically. Yeah, and that that's kind of the flow of this movie. It's it's move into the city, fight the next villain. It, it has that that video game kind of feel to it. Because uh, right after this is uh, this guy dies, it go it cuts uh, to Rebby Ra, who's like like floated in, like floating like in stasis i guess he's trying to summon up the power to open up this gate um you know since the 10 years have passed and you see the next kind of the next boss demon uh show up to ambush and kill um kiyoya and company um 
What's really cool about this is the night while they're sleeping, and this this is that creepy scene I was talking about. Um, Chibi has his own little little nook, and he gives um, he gets like a hotel for yeah for Sayaka and Kiyoya. Yeah, and they have their little room, and they're laying together, and he has this real like like rapey, super presumptuous like. <laughs> Like, I can't lay next to her. I'm driving myself wild. I won't be able to keep my hands to myself. She must want me to fuck her brains out all night. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was actually watching this movie at work yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? Like, Yeah, it was like, dude, that's awfully fucking presumptuous. L- luckily, of course, I have my headphones in. But like, I'm like, <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> like, yeah. And I think that's I think that's just like a bad dub or like something taken way out of context or maybe not. It was the eighties. Scummy men were scummy men. They still are. That's right. Yeah, it was. A... <laughs> but it's like I was like, dude, that's real fucking presumptuous. Considering she has not given you any sign at all that she wants to jump your bones. That's right. Um, but oh, anyhow, I, just, I can't do it. I, I gotta. I'm gonna have to lay here on the floor. I won't be able to keep my hands to myself. No means no. Goddamn it. And I'm not gonna lie. That. I don't. I guess I didn't remember that as much when I was younger, because I don't know. I mean, it might not have been something just... you understood when you were younger. Also, like, oh, for sure. If I was watching this as a kid, I'd be like, "Well, he cussed. <laughs> that uh, was exactly, crazy." <laughs> he said the f word. Yep. And yeah. I'd probably repeat that, and I'd get in trouble. And you know, that's a whole other. That's a whole other mess right there. But yeah, like that. That like kind of like took me out of it for a little bit. I was like, mm, I don't yeah. Know. This guy's kind of a shithead. But also, too, again, I, I then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the 80s. It's a stupid dub. It, it, that's probably not really what he said. But that seemed to be the cool, edgy thing to do. Because, you know, back then, anime was still edgy and very niche. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah. Well, the cool thing here, what I guess what I, what I was really getting at, the cool thing here is the other demon does uh, this really cool thing to Chibi. It almost, like, like, doesn't just take him over, but, like, almost like mimics him in a sense. So like, cause the next morning they get up and Chibi's like, all right, come on, you know, we're going to Shinjuku station and they're they're, they're As they're going, they see off in the distance, they see, uh, you know, like the, the, like the, the gate almost opening up with like lightning coming out of it. So the beginning of, you know, this or of, you know, of the end essentially. Mm-hmm. So, but they're talking and I forget what they're talking about, but he wants to see, uh, Kiyoya's, uh, his sword. And, you know, he just hands it to him, and he just—he's standing in a puddle, and he just goes down into the puddle. Yeah, he and, just like sinks through the ground, basically. Yeah, and Kiyoya takes Kiyoya down with him. And what's really cool is when that happens, you hear a voice say, "I don't need you anymore," and it wakes up, and Chibi's like back in his room in his bed. I was like, "Oh, that's really fucking cool." That that's like this demon's power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- they basically have like a an underwater fight, and this demon can like make copies of itself. Obviously, it made a copy of um, Chibi as mm-hmm. well. Um, so it's got it's got like a your your shadow clone jutsu from like if you've seen Naruto, like yep. just your typical anime of the villain that can mimic himself. Um, yep, and the, the 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 trick to beating it, oh, I gotta find the real one, and and just like that, oh, found the real one. You're dead. Yeah, this is a very fight, quick, over. very quick fight. Um, which I think I think it could have been elaborated more on if there was more time in this movie, uh, but obviously they kept it pretty short. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, and this is takes okay. out takes out that demon. 
And then we're uh, we're I want to say after this, I forget that there goes he's he's actually beat up pretty bad from this fight because he, he get uh, Kyoya gets beat up pretty bad, um, and uh, a mysterious uh, character with another shitty voice, um, Mephisto. Who, yeah, Mephisto. He looks he looks important. Kind of isn't. No, he's and not. I, I think it's a character that means a lot more in the manga than it does in the anime. Yeah, he's got like a very like Dracula sounding voice. Um, yeah, almost seems yeah. like like a vampire. Um, mm-hmm. But he literally doesn't matter at all to this show. No, yeah, he like the the scene here is really the most important thing he does. He takes them back to his home so they can recover. Um, kind of gives them a rundown of what's going on. Um, so they Kyoya... kind of they, they talk about the the information that we already know in the movie. They just, like, reiterate it to each other. Um, yep. Which I think could have just been skipped out, and we could have gave this guy a little bit more, like, actual backstory. Yep, um, yeah, because he does have, like, he does have a fight scene coming up here, but pretty much Kiyoya leaves and t- asks Mephisto, like, hey, will you please watch uh, Siaka um, while he goes and does the damn thing? Um, so he's he runs out of the apartment, he's running down the stairs, and you see this shadow, kind of, like, snake naga-looking shadow follow him down um and then when they get to the bottom of the stairs um it's about to pounce on kill you but then you see like this almost like a like an exacto blade or like a little dagger comes shooting right in front of it mm-hmm. um and mephisto's coming down the stairs and says hey he's mine which again it's like that's a very that's a that's a okay well I, the mephisto's clearly a bad guy he's, he's pulled he's pulled the dupe on him um but we'll find out that's definitely not the case yeah so and this, I, I guess you'd call her a lady demon. We don't really have like mm-hmm. much of a name for her, but yeah, she's like a, a snake. Which I like. She, I, I get the vibe that she's the third of these three like demon lieutenants, because um, she's clearly very powerful. And her and uh, Mephisto have themselves a nice little. Uh, well, they, she's like, we have some more weird dialogue here, and he's like, she, he's like, you need to leave her alone. Uh, you know, you you need to leave him alone because he's mine. And she's like, well, I want to fuck him. And he's like, well, why don't you fuck me instead or something like that? Yeah. And then they just start fighting. I'm like, well, okay, fuck it. Yeah, and uh, th- this scene really doesn't, it's very, doesn't fit at all in this movie. But... Yeah, it's just a random fight. <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't get this at all. Uh, but it happens, and Mephisto gets the better hand, like the better half of her. She obviously transforms into this, like, Mm-hmm. weird monster demon looking thing kind of hard to describe yeah. but uh yeah and well and she's got like uh she's got like sulfuric acid for like in her blood and her saliva so what does he do he fucking dumps a bottle of alcohol down her throat he's like well, what do you think spirits and sulfuric acid do uh, and he like she like explodes from the inside now cody i'm not a scientist but and, and correct me if i'm does, does that actually happen I don't know, Chris. That might be something we have to we have to pull up. Honestly, um, let's let's see. I, I'm actually looking up alcohol and sulfuric acid. That's what happens in Demon City. I know that. Uh huh. Oh, it it, it just uh, sulfuric acid reacts with alcohol to produce uh, a mass of carbon. So maybe I don't know. <clears throat> well, whatever it, whatever he did, uh-huh. it did the trick. I'll tell you that. Yeah, whatever he did, fucking it was it was bad. And. Uh, she, yeah. she did. But yeah, Mephisto has protected Kiyoya, um, so he can go and continue to search for Rebi Ra. And mm-hmm. um, 
This this part here, this scene gets a little confusing because it yeah. seems like he's in like an illusion almost. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like Rebira kind of confronts him, uh, but then like when Kiyoya goes to attack him, it's like turns out it's just bats. Yeah, uh, and then he's like, now he's like all in this illusion world, and he like wakes up in like a park where it's just like people are just playing and having a good time, and he's like, and there's like the kid with the, 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 the... it's so weird. Yeah, there's a. He he's basically I I would say like in a dream state sort of, um, mm-hmm. which fortunately um, Siaka and Chibi they kind of make their way to Shinjuku because mm-hmm. I guess she just recovered from her injuries very quickly. Yeah, she, she's good. She, she's good to go. Yeah, I don't know what um, like Mephisto was supposed to. All right, you look after her. <laughs> yeah, he he did not do that at all. Yeah, but um, anyhow, Siaka and Chibi they make their way into the. I almost called it the Shadow Realm, but into Shinjuku <laughs> Station. It's a very eerie feeling, and uh, mm-hmm. dude, this is where uh, another one of the scenes where just things get weird. She like comes across this little girl, and she's yeah, with like, like it, 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 and like she's dead. It's it's so weird. Yeah, Siaka like is very like oblivious to the fact that like they're in the demon part of town. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, have you lost your parents? I'm like, no. She hasn't lost her parents. You're you just entered the demon city. Like yeah, like, there's something probably, probably dead or they're yeah. demons. Yeah, and, but like there's not much of a fight put up here. Um, it like she like talks nicely to this demon thing, and that's yeah. it. Uh, there's like yeah, there's like dead there's like dead bodies all the way around, and they all like get their souls back and like yeah, kind of disappear away. And basically, Siaka just goes. She just like talks nicely to this thing, to this kid, and then yeah, everything's okay like, to again. To me, to me, this part of the movie feels like that. There's like I, I almost want to read the manga because I feel like there's a lot of context here that just we're not getting because we got to cram this whole story into eighty minutes. Well, yeah, because like this kid turns into like this big wall of like souls and like yeah, you're like oh man, Sayaka might have to like. I don't know if she has powers or, like, what she can do, but, like, this is her moment. But then she just, like... Gives the kid a hug. You don't mean to do this. Gives him a hug. And, like, everybody's freed. Kiyoya's broken out of his illusional, like, trance thing that he's in. And Mm -hmm. we're we're ready for the final battle, basically, Chris. Yeah, here we are. We are here. His HP bar appears atop of the screen. And we are now here, Kiyoya. Um, we're We're now here, actually, at fighting uh Rebi Ra. Um and it looks like Kyoya's not really a match for him at all. Yeah, um Re- Rebi Ra, we have this much. we do what? No, you're good, you're good. Go ahead. I was just saying we have the moment here where Kyoya thinks that he has him, runs him right through with his sword. Uh clearly the attack didn't work. The sword crumbles in his hand and Kyoya is blasted deep far away down through a crevice. And if you've been sticking with us since the beginning of this movie, we also know what else fell to us in the beginning of the movie. That's right. It's Genichiro's sword is down there, Chris. Yep. His sword. Uh, and now he, not only by obtaining the sword, has he gotten more power. He has gained the strength of his father. And now the demons are about to enter the human world because um, pretty much they're using, uh, they're using Siaka as pretty much the like a sacrifice mm-hmm. to to get into the demon world he is she's freed by mephisto and then 
Kyoya with you know He Man moment. Oh, I have the power. Stabs Remy Ra. Not I, like not just stab like cuts him and he like kind of like it, like explodes, but then comes back together and then like explodes. Yeah, I, I thought this was actually going to be a lot longer of a fight scene, honestly. Oh, it was so fast. It was yeah. so fucking fast. He kind of gets his ass beat, picks up his father's sword, and just goes up, kills him. And... Yeah, it's the Popeye spinach moment. That's that's what we have here. Yeah, and uh, like you said, Sayaka gets freed by Mephesto, so he has his one moment of the movie. And uh, yep. Kiyoyu kills Rebi Ra, and the demons are forced back to their world. And yep, and all as, they, well. as the movie ends... Mephisto tells Kiyoya that you know, maybe someday down the road we may need your help again. And that cue, the 80s synth theme song to end this movie, and that's the end of Demon City Senjuku, my man. Yeah, very... All uh, over the place. It is an sh- all over the place movie. Yeah, I felt like it could have used another maybe 20 minutes of yeah. another, a whole another context, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, but the thing is, Cody, like for the most part, like this is what you got in the eighties. Like it's just a, a a bare bones plot, good animation, and just something to carry you from point A to point B. Um Like I, I love like the, the opening fight scene I think is still like the best part of the movie. Because it sets the pace for what it sets the, the tone and the pace for what you think is gonna be like this really like rip roaring you know, long drawn out kind of ordeal. But again, given at this point, we've only got like 70 minutes left. So we're, they we're not gonna be able to tell a lot of story. And it clearly shows that in the middle of this movie, that there's a lot of context missing out. And it does like, I like the world and the um, atmosphere enough that I would actually want to read the manga. Yeah. But, I'm, I mean, we get a story here. Um, and also we should mention that like, Siaka's father, the president of the world, whatever his title is, he he gets freed. So yep. he got the town. He saved. He got the crown, saved the town, and Mister Krabs. And uh, yep, and and yeah. got the crown, got the crown, <laughs> saved the town, and Mister Krabs. We did it. We did it. He rode the Hasselhoff. But yeah, overall, I thought it was just okay. Um, yeah, really, the audio is what kills it. Like I didn't like a lot of the sound, and the music was pretty bad, except for that final song at the end. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the well, voice... also too like we have those real creepy like oh she must want me to fuck her brains out what are you talking about yeah and i think it's just like dubs took a long time to get to where they are today yeah. um both in like media every type of media video games i mean we know about like the classic final fantasy lines like this guy or sick like yep like dub spoony bard yeah like going from one language to another used to be like a one-man job and now we have oh, like dude, localization things. was brutal back then yeah and like now it's obviously it's improved vastly um thanks to the power of the internet that's right and uh so i I think it's just something that just aged really poorly obviously the animation is great Mm -hmm. um but outside of that like the characters like mephisto just doesn't even seem like he should even be there no he he doesn't matter that could be any it could have been chibi that rescued him you know what i mean like it could have been chibi that rescued the girl um yeah but i think just random dude just random yeah, guy like the more i look at the wikipedia page i see that like the manga didn't stop there like there's more manga um mm-hmm. so maybe like if, if there had been another movie like in the the future mangas involve mephisto more it seems like mm-hmm. it's from these little brief descriptions i'm reading um yeah 
So I think it could have used maybe like another movie or like I said before, like just a short series, like a 10 episode series or something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, that, that brings us to the end of Demon City Shinjuku. Um, yeah. Now, one thing I will say about this movie, Cody, mm-hmm. I think it's a if you it's a good atmosphere piece. Like it's a movie that I could cut on in the background, cut the sound off and just have it playing. <clears throat> Because I think because I think the animation holds up that well. Like it's still it's still an eye catching movie. Yeah, I think it's I think it's still definitely worth at least one watch. Um, it's definitely not something I'm going to go back to. Um, mm-hmm. But it's definitely like you said, eye catching. The animation's great. Um, it doesn't seem like it seems like a, a '90s anime, not not an '80s anime. Um, which, no, um, not at that, all. And but with that being said, Cody, where does it where does it go on your uh, on your ranking? Chris, I'm going to put this second from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Put it right above Prisoners of the Sky. Uh, still the worst. Yeah, no, that's fair. Mine's still the worst animated film I've ever seen. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, I'm actually putting this one a little bit higher. I'm putting this one on my list third from the bottom. It's going to go right over um, Afro Samurai Resurrection. Okay. Um, but I still think it is leagues better than the, my bottom two. Yeah, I think Afro Samurai, I think I just... Maybe it was Samuel L. Jackson that makes me rank it higher. I don't know. Uh, really, the thing that kills Afro and puts it so low is that bullshit where he's dead and then he gets shocked back to life. So, yeah, uh. and I, I'm still in the. I, I don't think that movie, the first one, ever needed a sequel. I think it could have just ended there. But then they have all these headbands and where the fuck did all that come from? I thought there was a pecking order. But you know, go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear me rant about that shit. That's right, Chris. Uh, but with with this with that being said, we are we have finished another movie and we are on. We're it's time to talk about this poll this week, Chris. Yeah, this one was a uh, this one was a uh, pretty close here, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a tie on Twitter. Of course, once again, I forgot to post the poll after I edited the episode. So <laughs> I posted the poll. I think I posted it Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, got got quite a few votes. And but it ended up being. No votes for Angel Beats. We had a couple votes on Attack on Titan, and then mm-hmm. Helsing and Japan Sinks ended up tying. Oh, now, nice. Now, Twitter will give you a winner if they mm-hmm. tie. It'll, like, give one an extra percent, which I didn't want to go off that, so I went ahead and made a Facebook post, um, and it was pretty much unanimous um, that Helsing had won that. Um, awesome. So Helsing will be the next show that we cover. Um, yeah, and keep in mind we're going to do Helsing and then Helsing Ultimate. It'll actually only be two weeks because the original Helsing only has thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. and Helsing Ultimate has ten, from what I understand. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And then there is Helsing Dawn, um, mm-hmm. and we're, I think we're gonna, just going to put a pin in that because I got to see if I can find that online. Yeah, I've, I've honestly never heard of that. Um, but if that's something we can find, I would love to watch it because. Uh, Helsing is something I really enjoyed. I, those are characters that I still remember very fondly. Like I said, one of my favorite um, anime characters that uh, that era is uh, Paladin Alexander uh, Alexander Anderson, the the crazy like Catholic. Uh, he's from the Catholic Church. If you've seen Helsing, he's a really really neat character, super zealotous, but just a, a fucking he's a he is a just a just an ungodly ass beater as well. Yeah, I saw Helsing. Like I said before the podcast started, I think I saw it back in like 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been a long time. There's a lot I don't remember. So I look forward to revisiting it. And then of course Ultimate, I've never I've actually, never seen. I've never. I, I was kind of waiting back then for it to get mm-hmm. finished. Um, but as I'm looking at it, it looks like 
back then I was only watching dubbed anime. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, it took four years for them to to uh, what am I trying to think of to localize or to like put it into English mm-hmm. basically for the Helsing Five of Ultimate, like mm-hmm. the fifth OVA. So it took a long time for them to get put in English, and I just mm-hmm. didn't have time for it. It wasn't on yeah. Netflix at the time. wasn't on Hulu. Um, yep. Which so they I, both are now, so I believe, um, yeah, if you want to watch that with us next week, um, you can find it on Hulu, both of them. Yeah, both um, on Hulu, yep. And actually, Cody, speaking of that, um, and since, we, you know, I, I, I remembered this, um, I forgot it, you know, I, when we were trying to think of any kind of news. Um, I just stumbled upon this last week. You know, an anime I've talked about here on the podcast is Spriggan. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a, a rebooted series of Spriggan coming to netflix this year oh interesting so that might be something we need to we need to visit when that comes out the trailer is online you can go watch the trailer it's done more in that kind of cgi'd anime style that's kind of popular with a lot of netflix shit Um, okay not my favorite but i think if the story's good enough i'll watch it i think when they when they sprinkle it in where it's not like the entire thing but like maybe like an action scene shows some 3d yeah because i've seen some i'm trying to think i'm trying to remember the anime's name I know I'll remember it here in a second, but I've seen some on Netflix where like they kind of incorporate both, and it's not too yeah. bad. Uh, perfect example: the Godzilla anime that's on um, Netflix. I don't know if you've watched that. I've watched the first part of it. It's really fucking good, and we'll nominate that eventually. But that's it, that is literally what you're talking about. It's like animated, but it's also a lot of CGI incorporated in. Yeah, I think if it's just a little bit, it's not it's not too bad. So. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, though, because Spriggan, the original, when did that come out? Like, 19... Like, 98. 98, Or something okay. like that. Yeah. It might be something we can throw in, get on a on a poll, watch the old one, mm-hmm. and then when the new one comes out, we can throw that in. We'll just have to see how, oh, how, it, how it all goes. I'm not sure. How long is the original Spriggan? Like... Uh, a, a typical, it's like an hour and 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Oh, okay. It's just a film. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. The original Spriggan is just a movie. Okay, I thought it was like a short series. No, that's oh, right. Yeah, you no, you no, did have it on on the poll. That's right. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Unfortunately, look, it's not streaming anywhere. That's why we'd have to dig in the scatacombs of the internet to find. That's right. Like, no. Completely worth it. We have the technology, Chris. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and uh, Cody, talking about these various, uh, unless unless you had something else before we got to the uh, the really awesome question we have this week. Oh, no. Just look forward. Watch Helsing and Helsing Ultimate along with us on Hulu. Um, but, yeah, Chris, take it away with this question. That is, Yeah. So this one was great, and it's kind of funny that we were, you know, we, we kind of bounce around talking about animes. The question we got this week, what era of anime, and, of course, it was uh, parenthesized here in 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and to current, What which era of anime do you think is the best and why? Well, Chris, I... Fuck. I, we we talked about this probably for the majority before we started the cast was like mm-hmm. going through each each decade um, and even the seventies as well. Yeah, and just I think I think I have to go with the two thousands still, like mm-hmm. not the two thousand tens, just the the straight up two thousands. Obviously, you just got so many great staples. Both my top two anime of all time are on that in that with, with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood starting in two thousand nine and Death mm-hmm. Note, of course. Um, yeah, and let's but, well, let's and let's talk about that real quick. Um, some you know we're talking about the two thousands, which you said was your favorite. Let's talk about some of the bangers that were in there. Uh, you mentioned Full Metal Alchemist. 
Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which was right there on the tail end. That was 2009. Death Note, your all-time favorite, one, has become one of my favorites. Um, Helsing, which we'll be watching next week. That's 2001. Um, one Piece started in 99, but it really hit its stride in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Naruto, yeah. Yeah, 20, Nar- uh, 2002. Yeah, Naruto, you had Soul Eater. You had uh, mm-hmm. Samurai Champloo started in 2005, I believe. Yep. Uh, fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! started <laughs> in 2000, like 2000 that year. Absolutely. Uh, one of the first anime I ever saw was Elfin Lied. Mm-hmm. Another classic. Uh, Bleach uh, in the yeah. 2000s? Yeah, Bleach, Gurren Lagann, Code Geass. There's just... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gas there. And I think this is probably when anime really started to get the storytelling like just down to a T. Um, obviously, Fucking Inuyasha, by the way. Yeah, good old Inuyasha back then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even like some that I haven't seen that I know are like classics like Clannad and Claymore. Those are always animes mm-hmm. I've always meant to get to and I just never really... I found yeah, the time. Um, er- Ergo Proxy, I've heard a lot about. Yeah, see, I've heard of all of these, and I just never, just never got around to them. Like Mushishi, mm-hmm. I know it, it, like people love that, and I've never seen that. Um, there's just a lot, a lot of good stuff here. Um, yeah, Full Metal Panic, Gunslinger Girl, holy shit! There is a lot of gas in the 2000s. Yeah, so I think, I think, obviously the the heavy hitters there for me are Death Note, Naruto, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and Full Metal Alchemist, those are just staples. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've even grown to really like Samurai Champloo. I wish I wasn't as hard as it on it as I was during the, our podcast episodes, because mm-hmm. uh, I I, I kind of did take I <laughs> I was very easy on Seven Deadly Sins as I go back and listen to some of the episodes, and I was pretty mm-hmm. harsh on Samurai Champloo. Um, but I think it I think it is a great anime. Um, it's just from maybe like 2005 on is when anime really start to get like i said the storytelling just down to a t um mm-hmm. but enough about the 2000s chris what is your favorite anime dude i, I don't decade? know and it makes me want to kind of go over because as i look through the decades that were you know presented to us in the question cody there are bangers in every decade and i'm going to kind of go through those i'm going to start with the 80s some of the ones that stand out are I mean, you've got your your bevy of Ghibli classics, Totoro, Grave of the Fireflies, Castle in the Sky, fucking Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind. Um, And then you've got classics like uh, Akira, um, Wicked City is another one, Fist of the North Star, um, The Professional. uh, Did I say Wicked City? Because that one's on there. Uh, The original Dragon Ball. um, We see the beginning of Dragon Ball Z um, here in the 80s. Fuck, uh, Robot Carnival, the original Vampire Hunter D, um, Eight Man After, I believe was the 80s as well. So, a lot of bangers there. Project Aco, like, these are ones that I grew up with that I remember. Uh, Apple Seeds, a fucking another one. Lily Cat, Jesus Christ, man. Um, as I as I continue to go down this list, I'm finding more and more that, like, oh, wow, that's really good. Uh, Ronma One Half, um, these are all just classics. And then when you fucking hit the 90s, man, let's talk about some other fucking bangers. Uh, Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Dragon Ball Z really hits its stride. You know, technically it came out in 89, but like obviously it really hits its stride in the, uh, in the 90s. Uh, Gundam Wing, even though that's a very average Gundam series. I mean, it's probably the most popular. Um, Escaflone. Um, did I say Yu Yu Hakusho already? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Outlaw yeah. Star, uh, maybe one you've never uh, you've heard. Maybe you've heard of it, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> uh, maybe one that you've also heard of, uh, fucking Pokemon. Yeah, can't can't forget Pokemon, uh, man. <laughs> Initial D. Um, fuck, man. I don't know There's, if I'm reading this right, but did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure start in the '90s? It might have, because I, I know JoJo's been a property from the '90s. Um, there was like old Sega CD and like Sega Saturn games. Uh, fucking Blue Gender in 1999. Uh, Iria, uh, one of my personal favorites. Fucking Record of Lotos War uh, was in the 90s. Just a lot, yeah. Dude, uh, and also, like I said, One Piece technically started in the 90s, but really hit its stride in the 2000s. Um, we covered the 2000s pretty well, but let's real quick talk about the 20, 2010 to current. Um, there's some real heavy hitters here. Obviously, Attack on Titan, um, Hunter x Hunter. Uh, fucking My Hero Academia, um, Black Clover. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, let's see, you got Tokyo. Demon Slayer. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty fucking big one. Yeah, Demon Slayer, um, Tokyo Ghoul. You have Sword Art Online, which people like. No, we don't. We hate that. That's right. Some people do. No, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of those people. You got Kill to Kill. Um, what's what else do you have here? Fucking. Um, I guess you have whatever. What's the follow-up to Naruto called? Uh, Shippuden, Naruto Shippuden. Sure, yeah, like that was a. And then you that got... looks like that was in the twenty. Yeah, it was, no, it was two thousand seven. Yeah, but you got Boruto, which is oh. another. Is that really? They just, they just took Naruto and just put a B in front of it. Well, it's his son. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and that one takes place. That that came out in the two thousand tens. Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Uh, the current run of JoJo, uh, which is from twenty twelve. You also got like. Um... Obviously, like Castlevania, like yeah, Castlevania is a great uh, no, no joke see. there. Like Castlevania is fantastic. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So, Cody, my answer is, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, also, fucking One Punch Man. Yeah, One Punch Man, also. So, yeah, another one. But I also, but I also think too. Um, one of the things that we've talked, we've hit, we've hit this, or we've hit on this a lot before. Anime's really hit its stride um, globally. Um, as you can see, like in the 80s, 70s and 80s, it was still relatively niche. The 90s, like mid to late 90s, like I really think I really think it was like shows like like Pokemon and Sailor Moon that really that really made Western audiences aware of anime. Like, I mean, Pokemon's just a it's a global phenomenon, right? Like, yeah. and I think That's a lot cool. of people who were children grew up on Pokemon have grown into other anime oh it's me to a t right there chris when pokemon came out that was our christmas that was every i mean Mm -hmm. the cards the games the show we had it all that's all we did that's all we cared about and i mean it's still like i still buy every pokemon game and it it's Mm -hmm. where i started like we said in the very first episode of this podcast like Mm -hmm. that's that was technically the first anime even though i didn't even know anime was a thing like Mm -hmm. um so i think like you said those were kind of the shows that really like pushed it into like mainstream media and then obviously you had like big movie releases like spirited away i think was 2001 yep i mean really Uh, knocking on heaven's door was 2001 or two i believe yeah ever since really those they let it was like opening the floodgates to like western audiences and like really yeah just and that was also really when uh when uh like a tsunami really hit uh hit their stride too um because oh, yeah. I remember I would catch anime randomly on a channel um, 
at like four in the morning on a Saturday. Uh, Crying Freeman was another one from the eighties that I really liked. Um, so, and it's tough. Like I, my, the nostalgia in me wants to say the eighties, but like the person who loves great storytelling wants to say like the nine. Like, it's like, it's so fucking hard, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite because there's so many great movies in each decade. I grew up on the stuff from the eighties, but I've really embraced a lot of the stuff from today. Like I, again, like I've said before, my hero academia has become my favorite anime just because I, it really checks all the boxes for me. But then when I look at this list of the eighties, I'm like, fuck, I love project Deco Akira classic. Um, all these Ghibli movies, um, you know, and then I and then I go look at the '90s and I'm like, "Fuck, Pokemon!" Then I see Cowboy Bebop and say, "Like, there's some record of Lotus War. Like, there's some great storytelling." And then you've turned me on to a lot of the stuff in the 2000s. Like, I actually really liked a lot of the stuff in the 2000s. Like, Full Metal Alchemist is one of my all-time favorites. So it's really hard to argue with the 2000s as well. There, like, this is like to me the 2000s is when we really saw like some like top-notch storytelling. Granted. Yes, you could argue Cowboy Bebop and some stuff in the 90s, but like, fuck Dragon Ball. I think that's some of the worst storytelling ever. Um, Ooh, I man. thought Sailor Moon had some okay storytelling. But like, to me, like the first anime series that I really latched onto and really got into the storytelling was probably Full Metal Alchemist. And I'm not counting, like, I love Berserk. I loved uh, Helsing. Trigun's another one from the 90s that was really fucking good. So, like, but I think, and, and Trigon, you know, really sucked me in with its storytelling. But I think because Full Metal Alchemist had this really crazy, there's a lot of backstory. So I, I guess the way I'm talking it up, I might have to pick the 2000s as well, Cody, because just because of Full Metal Alchemist, um, Full Metal Alchemist is what kind of sucked me back into anime. Um, and then it wasn't, but then again, it wasn't until 20, uh, the 2010s and beyond when I, when I discovered. Because I was actually super late to the party for My Hero Academia. My friends were trying to get me to, and I've said this before, trying to get me to watch it. And it was like the fifth fucking time. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then I finally like got sucked into it. And that brought me back into anime currently. Right, yeah. Now, I took the long way to say I don't know, but if I had to pick one, I'm just because... I think Full Metal Alchemist is a desert anime, desert island anime, and it's over. And that's one that I can take the whole thing with me. If Full, if uh, if My Hero Academia was over, I'd pick the 2010s and beyond immediately. But because of Full Metal Alchemist, I'm gonna pick the 2000s as well. Yeah, I think I think the even 2000s... though it is so fucking close on every decade. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, even like anime in the 2000s was really what got me to read manga, like. Or manga, whatever you want to call it. Um, like I had never really dove into that, but like, oh yeah, I used to I used to get like the Shonen Jump magazines just to read, you know, like Desert Punk and uh, Shaman King. Yeah, and see, I would I would go to the library at school and like read the Shonen Jump, and I'd read like Kakaru No Go and just like mm -hmm. just all kinds of random just manga that I'd never even like had experienced before. Um, Yep. And I pay the two bucks a month for the Viz Media app, and I can always find there's so much shit on there. That's Cody, I don't know if you have that. It's the best $2 a month you can spend. I don't. I'm definitely going to have to look into that, though. Yeah, the Viz Media app, it's so great. Just on I your phone, on your... It, and there's like, is there manga on there? Is that oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, that's, it's essentially the, 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 the manga app 
Okay. You can just you can. There's so much to read see, on there. Like I'll I'll get on the shitter and just read some my hero just see, on my I, phone. When I'm reading manga, Chris, I'm going to the dark side of the internet where you got you got the ads all around the all around the manga. Oh my god! Yeah, the yeah, local singles the in your $2 area. Two dollars a month for the Viz app. <laughs> it's the best two dollars a month you can spend straight up. Yeah, I'll definitely. I don't even miss it. I'm like, I get all of this for two dollars. Yeah, I'll absolutely look into that. Yeah, it's a fucking steal. Cody, I may just give you my login. How about that? Oh. I'll save you the two bucks oh. and give you my login. Well, thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, no problem. But um, with that question being answered, Chris, we are that that pretty much wraps us up for this episode. Um, Dude, I want to talk. Like, I, I honestly would love to do a podcast at some point where we just kind of retrospect the decades. I think that'd be a fun little series to do. Just maybe like an interlude at some point, or yeah, maybe that's absolutely. something we do as like a like a side like a side story kind of thing maybe when we get the youtube channel up and running that's something we can do maybe like a series of videos we can do or something i don't know yeah i think either way um and we can always do the audio with the video or separate like yeah however we want to do it i think we could just go like decade by decade we could start back and i don't know when anime really began i know like animation uh, it looks like the 50s is when it really kind of kicked off but like the 60s with like speed racer is when it really yeah, see, and I'd love to just even go back and just get like a just have a look at like some of the shows that came out back then and like what they led to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like if you look at the seventies, go back to the seventies. Like the big one there was Mobile Suit Gundam. You know, <laughs> that a little show that propelled the art form into modern times, really. Because I don't know if you've ever watched the original Mobile Suit Gundam. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. Like the animation is very dated, but it's some of the best storytelling out there. Yeah, I've never actually seen a full it's great. series of Gundam. Uh, it's always been like kind of like too much. Like I've always been like I don't know where to start, and I I'm always a person that likes to start at the very beginning mm-hmm. and go all the way through, and it's just like it's just a it's lot. It's overwhelming for sure. There's a lot. There's... It's like starting One Piece. Like it, there's well, just so it, much. Yeah. Um, and there's like a Gundam series with a, every letter of the alphabet behind it. Right, Gundam yep. Wing, Gundam Z, Gundam XO, Gundam XY, Iron Blooded Orphans, da 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 da. Then you have zero zero eight, zero eight two, and whatever. But I would, I recommend to anybody who is, has not watched a Gundam series, if you're on the fence, go ahead and watch Gundam Wing because that's, uh, to me, that's the one that's probably the most accessible. The story's not too terribly convoluted. But if you want to watch like some quality Gundam. Start with uh, start with the original series. Okay, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely something that I'm gonna start throwing into the polls eventually. Yeah. Um, but like we said, Helsing has won our poll, so we're gonna be covering Helsing next week, and then Helsing Ultimate the following week, and we'll go, we'll keep you guys in the loop about Helsing Dawn. Honestly, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've heard about it, so I don't know if it's just an, a little three part OVA series. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do my homework on that and figure all that out. Um. But yeah, if you guys want to follow along and vote on our polls, you guys can go to our Facebook page and our Twitter page, which is both at Shonen and Suds. Drop us a like, drop us a follow, and uh, really just participate with us. And uh, you guys basically get to choose the, sh- the shows that we watch next, so we appreciate you Oh, fuck, you guys. Cody, can I change my answer? Samurai Pizza Cats came out in 1990. Can I change my answer to the 90s? No, no, no. Fuck. All answers are final, Chris. It's too late. Damn. Samurai Pizza Cats will definitely be in the next poll. <laughs> oh, dude, because you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Perfect. Fucking Samurai two day sh- Pizza Cats. Two-day shipping, and you get Samurai Pizza Cats. So what more could you want? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but with that, being, with that being said, Chris, I, that's all I got for this episode. That is all I got, too. Um, once again, I am Chris Adams. And I am Cody Snodgrass.
and thank you, thank you for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, uh, one last thing before we go ahead and wrap it up, it, tell us what your what your favorite era of anime was. You know, let us know on either Facebook, Twitter, because um, we'd love to hear what animes really stood out and why they resonated with you. I think that's a super neat conversation that we can have. Now I'm done. Okay. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs>